0: A new uh, podcast of V superheroes. Hi, yeah, uh, Stein. You uh, was already thinking about the name of. Uh, yeah, I was. The podcast, thinking yeah. about the name of the podcast, <laughs> which is not a not, not, not a good start. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, w- welcome welcome guys to the podcast. Hi, Stain. Hi, uh, Today, um, our uh, topic of today will be um, a complementary with others in the market, and especially focused on EUC. Yes,
1: indeed. and
0: uh, and and I know, Frederick, you did uh, an, an event uh, not so long ago. Um, Together with Microsoft and that's I think a very interesting um, yeah track to walk on I would say
1: yeah um, indeed I, I had an event I think two weeks ago or three weeks ago almost uh, we did a couple of events and we're looking into that to have even more events together with them uh, but let's backtrack a little bit on where it started um, if we look at VMware and Microsoft maybe ten years ago um, yeah not, not the best of friends. Not the best Let's of say friends. say we were fighting for the same bone. Uh, look at vSphere, Hyper-V, that was mm-hmm. the, the discussion and, and so on. Um, either after that, uh, we had just a plain, plain and simple remote desktoping and we had Horizon that we said, hey, this is extra value that we bring on top. Um, and then we had a big competition with Citrix, of course, mm-hmm. about protocols. And Citrix and Microsoft were really nice friends with each other. So um, for the last... Year and a half, we're doing a lot of announcements. On if you look at VMworld, every VMworld there's an announcement that we are doing something together with Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Hope you noticed yeah. uh, somewhere. Um, <laughs> and, mo- and a lot of the times in the EUC space, and most of the times in the EUC space. Yeah. Um, main reason is I think that we have big benefits together. Yeah. Um, let's let's ask an easy question. We'll, what is the main goal of a Microsoft seller if they go to a customer? Uh, what what Which road does it lead to? It, it leads to Azure, I would say. That's an easy question. <laughs> so it leads it's, to Azure. Um, so they're looking at how can we make sure that customers use the benefits of Azure and we can help them uh, going to, to mm-hmm. that path and making it enterprise-ready or a certain deliver value mm-hmm. on top. Uh, so... On VMworld and and last Dell Technologies, we did a couple of announcements, announcements, and that was, one of them was, for example, how we manage Windows 10. Mm -hmm. And again, Mm backtracking a couple of years ago, um, how does a current customer or a customer that day manage this Windows devices? If you look at that part, it was SSCM or Competition, Alteris, and so mm-hmm. on. Uh, Dell case had something. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you remember that day, um, does, it, does it still exist? I, don't think, so. I think it's Quest uh, that uh, oh, yeah, bought okay. bought again. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. So they, it was a separate product. Uh, Dell bought it, and then Quest yeah, okay. they resold yeah. it, and so on. Uh, but since the coming of, of Windows 10, there's a big change. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an open API where you can do modern management. And now already maybe see you thinking what is modern management? Mm-hmm. Uh, modern management uh, is an industry term, but it's mainly focused on doing mobile things. So in an always-on, always-connected uh, world, making sure that you can manage a Windows device like you would do it on a local network, but you do, can do it on one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be connected to that corporate network and you can use the API to send um, settings, applications, mm-hmm. compliance checking, and so on. So... Focus there is how can we work together with Microsoft? Mm-hmm. Microsoft has a solution, SSM and a combination with Intune. So what we do there is integrate with their their solution and saying, hey, um, everything that you want to manage from SSM part, perfect, but we have the platform to manage all your other devices. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll deliver you a single point of view. And for the parts that you want to manage Windows 10 from our solution, you can also manage that part. So actually, we
0: are... Um, bringing uh, more devices to the to the solution that an enterprise would be
1: using to basically manage their Windows 10 yeah okay. indeed and because you don't want two separate solutions or so two different views mm-hmm. you want to have a consolidated view we integrate everything in our solution yeah. so that was one of the first announcement that we did um, and, and we don't stop at Microsoft no. Uh, no we don't stop at Microsoft that's that's the main reason that we say we want to have the platform if you look at Microsoft, they really have their thing going on around SSCM and Intune. I, well, I'm not saying that is, it's... Which n-
0: is logic because they control it. They, 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 they make the software. That's so. it,
1: their ecosystem. <laughs> they they to, talk to the developer next to them yeah. probably and say, hey, uh, this and this needs to happen. Yeah. To, to, to me, <clears throat> as, as a newbie in that space, a complete mm. newbie in
2: that space, to me it sounds a lot like Microsoft really has control over their own stuff mm. and they do their best to manage, maintain, upgrade, uh, all of that. But they stop within their own shop. Mm. They they're not. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it feels as an again as an uh, outsider in in that matter. It feels like they don't um, <clears throat> care. I don't know if that's the right mm. word. They they're not looking into managing other stuff besides Microsoft. Yeah. While while it's it sounds like it's our goal to, to be much much broader than yeah. Than yeah. That.
1: So do not care is maybe uh, yeah, not sure. the right Poor wording of words, but, yeah, but yeah. what I would say their focus is is yeah. mainly of course that's everything fair. that's Microsoft Political driven product, uh, and yeah. uh, of course they have uh, if you look at the mobile world they can also manage an iOS and an Android Uh, But what I mostly tend to believe and what I always say is that we're a step further on that, on that space. We're Mm -hmm. really good in ruggedized markets. We have something around macOS where Microsoft mainly looks at Jam, for example. That's another, uh, that's also uh, software to manage mainly Apple. Uh, operating systems and how do what is that an an add-on to that's a a separate system but they They, they, get another system Yeah. Yeah. so they again a lot of customers when they look at a problem and and i think we can see that in our general uh, portfolio if they look at a problem they look at one solution or Mm, one product mm, and saying mm. hey i'm gonna solve this problem what we tend to believe i know what we are always saying from a digital workspace point of view is look at a multi- multitude yeah. of, of your challenges. And this is the platform. It will solve 90% of your access management, will solve uh, 95% of your unified input management. The corner cases still are there, but mm-hmm. you will have those with your other products mm-hmm. also. Okay. So we're, we're the best of everything In one platform, and we integrate with the others. And Microsoft is one of the big uh, partners that we integrate with for Windows 10. Then Um, We have, for example, an integration with SSCM. It's called Airlift. I mentioned it uh, a couple of uh, podcasts ago, where we uh, see everything that is in SSCM. We see the collections. We see uh, the certain groups, the packages, and we can migrate those uh, to Workspace ONE. So that's an integration that we also do. Uh, A second announcement going back to all the announcements there were five so a lot uh, we, but I'm we've not got, got, uh, we've but, got yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to do uh, a deep dive on all of them the second one was more based around conditional access uh, for office 365 mm-hmm. on unmanaged devices uh, the reason why is yeah, they have a DLP set they have everything that is uh, containerized in office 365 they can do DLP settings and DLP is data loss prevention mm-hmm, mm-hmm. making sure that you cannot Cut, copy, paste uh, those information to uh, yeah. over your networks to things that are personal. So yeah. corporate data stays corporate. So, for, so for on your own device you, yeah. you mean? On the yeah. Bringer own, for example.
2: So for instance, I'm I'm using Office three sixty five. I'm using the Outlook client yeah. on my iPhone, together with my Gmail account in the same. So that DLP would then prevent me to copy between the accounts or indeed
1: okay so you yeah. could say uh, you cannot copy from uh, your, um, your corporate button. account to yeah. your personal account okay these are the things that we can set and normally you would set that in an uh, in an intune console Yeah, we can set them from our console from our platform and send them to uh, what's, the Azure keep, what's keeping
2: me from just forwarding
1: the email to my personal account for them? potentially but uh, what i always say it's a really nice DLP is really nice in unintentional loss. It's an accidental, accidental loss. It's saying I, for, I forgot, no, no, of data. I forgot that I cannot copy my data from corporate to personal. Whoa, so, okay, so because if you really, it, it, if sounds there like are, a tick in the box. Yeah, then there yeah. are really a lot of things that you can do, uh, and even if if everything is blocked and you cannot send an email abroad to Gmail and those kind of things, you could. Take a print screen, uh, take a photo of your sh- screen. Yeah, there's uh, always print a way, it. Yeah. There is always I, a way. I, I, so di-
2: I disagree. There are quite a lot of solutions out there that can prevent even that.
1: Uh, look at um, uh, taking a photo of, of your a, screen. A print
2: screen. A print screen?
1: Or the, the fact that yeah, you... Yeah, but not a print screen, just a photo. Yeah, that's... Um, or or sending that, it to a printer. If all you're allowed all all to print... print. Yeah. No. But if, if, no. you, if, you, so look, if you look at... there are always at, uh, possibilities. If
0: you look at, for example, I know a guy that worked for Toyota. He came in with a brand new iphone <clears throat> he works at uh, the engineering and they drill the hole through the lens of the of the of the iphone mm. or he needs to leave it at the at the, at the, at the desk whatever uh, where they checking in mm. but if they go into the engineering space they drill they, they drill yeah. the hole through the lens yeah.
2: That's you can <laughs> even if, if you think about it my iphone it knows the difference between a selfie a photo or, yeah. or a screenshot yeah. so if it knows that i'm taking a screenshot then, if you put some controls on the iPhone. Uh,
1: you can block yeah. Yeah. Uh, print screens, those guys, yeah. screenshots. Yeah. These yeah. things you can block. Okay. So there are a couple of possibilities that you can do, but mainly it's focused on, on managed devices. And now we want to focus also on unmanaged devices. Sure. So yeah. sure, don't, sure. don't sure. putting an agent on there, but sending information with to an um, last the the third thing that we are doing is baselines. I do not know. Do sure, you know yeah. the concept of baselines? Uh, absolutely. Baselines it's and d- security it depends is. on your next words. So, if we look at baselines in a, from our point of view, it's looking at a base security set. And yeah. if you look at Windows 10, for example, it's a, a GPOs where you configure a lot of settings mm-hmm. around. Can my user change a password? Uh, does it need a screen uh, saver? Those kind of things. A yeah. lot of settings that you would configure in GPOs. Well, Microsoft delivers a baseline, and a baseline is filled with settings that are pre-configured. Mm-hmm. So these are things that we can now use and say to the customer, hey, this is a baseline fully configured for you. You can change some settings if you want, but this is a the first base to configure all your devices. And it's a baseline that we... <clears throat> that we as VMware put forward
0: and say this is what we think is for you as an enterprise a baseline that
1: you can start uh, from? Two types. So the first one is Microsoft baseline. So okay. Microsoft says hey, these are the basic settings and you also have industry types. So okay. we use an industry provider that says these are specific for banking. It's a little bit like uh, like IPC,
0: uh, the, the, the payment card industry. Mm. Uh, yeah, When
2: you said baseline, or w- when you said, do you know what a baseline is? I was kind of hoping you were going to say, have you ever heard about Cliff Burton? But, but you went in uh, a <laughs> totally. totally different <laughs> <Not> direction. <laughs> other yeah. baseline. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah indeed. Uh, sorry, uh, that was not yeah, my intention. I'm following. Uh, I'm following. Yeah, but <laughs> you looked happy, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <but laughs>
0: Um, it's not that it's not that hard to make can look happy.
1: So uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> don't want to go there. <laughs> we had some discussions about jokes <laughs> right before the call. Um, the fourth one is Microsoft Windows Virtual Desktop, and this maybe is one that, that I want to go a bit deeper on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in the beginning of the podcast, I said. The, the the road from microsoft is mainly focused on azure mm-hmm. so a lot of customers are looking to azure or are already consuming azure um, and we're saying hey perfect but we can help you microsoft we can help customers um, bring if you bring your application to azure well it's all we also tend to believe that your user needs to be close to your application if it's more traditional application mm-hmm. so if you look at a traditional application uh, win32 installed on a uh, published application server the user connects to that published application is close to the data and can work quite quickly so we have two solutions um the one is more in in the stain uh, space. space is mm-hmm. uh, azure VMware solution is our VMware cloud foundation stack but then uh Maintained by Cloud Simple for the moment and in an Azure data center. So it's our VCS stack in In, Azure. In Azure, So that means that customers have the possibility to migrate vSphere workload to Azure, but still using the same set of tools. Yeah, VMware
2: remains the glue. Yeah, Yeah.
1: so good thing is Horizon is built on top of VMware Mm -hmm. components, Mm -hmm. so vSphere, so if you want to do that in a hybrid solution with Azure VMware solutions, so you could have Horizon on prep with your vSphere layer, you could have Horizon in, in Azure VMware VM yeah. solutions, link them together, global entitlements and you have magic. Yeah. Because you have a hybrid cloud strategy, you can connect to your, your users to the right application set and mm-hmm. so on. Um,
2: so, can I yeah. Just just for my again total noob in, in, in that matter. But that means that Horizon has no idea what an Azure native workload is.
1: At that moment of time, no. Okay. So that's so why this we need is... the VMware layer in between. Yeah. yeah. I'll go back uh, and okay. come forward okay. to my yeah. next point then. Thank you very <laughs> Frederick for, <laughs> for making <laughs> a little uh, I was not aware I was yeah, doing that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, so that is native VMware workload yeah. at a certain moment of time. Yeah. What we're looking at is, of course, native Azure workload. Um, We had a a solution that was announced already, I think two years, two years and a half, almost three, I think, is uh, Horizon Cloud on Azure. And that's a component set that is really directed on spinning up images, first mainly focused on server workload, so uh, remote desktoping and and published, uh, published desktops, and managing those images, managing power management, for example, and saying, hey, if the servers are not used at night, power them down make sure that your Azure, Azure consumption is not too mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. So really adding an extra layer of um, possibilities and making it, well, not so Manageable. Much, uh, manageable or yeah. enterprise ready and making adding enterprise features. Yeah. That was focused on, on server workloads. Uh, then the announcement came that we could do Windows 10. And then the announcement of Microsoft said, hey, we're doing Windows Virtual Desktop. And what is Windows Virtual Desktop? That's the platform that makes Windows 10 multi-user. So that means that you have a Windows 10 operating system and that multiple users can log into that Windows 10 desktop. And we can also manage that now from Horizon Cloud on Azure. Session-based then? Session-based, yeah. So, it's a session based hosting, but on a Windows 10 platform. Okay, nice. Cool. And that's well, the. Wasn't that the case before? I, no, I thought uh, it was already. We did that on a server based operating system. So, Windows 2016, okay, for okay. example, yeah, yeah, sure. and now yeah, it's Windows 10. It. So, it. that's the main difference between okay. the two.
2: Stupid question, but why? If, if you already have that on the server level, why would you do that on a desktop? Is that for the VDI? If we, if we
1: really look at client computing, what seems logical to you, that you work on a Windows 2016 server or do you, that you work on a Windows 10? From a client point of view, I wouldn't mind that it's another
2: VM. In, the, the, no, what but we we're talking a, about here the is... System. It's an operating system. Yeah, yeah but yeah. It, that's a, that it's another instance of that operating system. I, I don't care if it's
1: the same uh, if, machine, if, if, you, if you want, uh, or a session... session-based or, yeah. or a multiple uh, operating yeah. system. Uh, just, and from a, from a resource point of view, it does it really... But yeah, yes, a bit, because if you look at, uh, if you can share resource, resources from, uh, from Windows 10 and you say, hey, I can fit 10 users on there with, with multiple uh, applications, or there's one user that always needs a full that's, desktop. But that's my point. Yeah. So we, we are by
2: far the best in optimizing resources and, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Slicing yeah. resources between multiple sessions, multiple users. Mm-hmm why would we now say let the client part or the operating system, the guest part, if you want, uh, do that where we shine? It, it's What's really the... nice
1: that you think about the performance and yeah. the resources. We're mostly thinking on a different direction. We're mostly thinking on compatibility between applications. Sure. If you put applications on, on a Windows 10 multi-user session, potentially, if you load that application multiple times in different sessions, yeah. it could Right. Interact with other oh, server, oh, okay. with other yeah. applications, and it doesn 't work really well yeah. so that 's why we sometimes say one user per so per, session, machine or per machine per machine yeah, yeah. so that 's the main difference there are other differences also you want to have a power user, for example, that has his full VDI where he does development, where he does uh, graphic things and so on. So potentially that's also more focused on one
2: thing. I, I get where we're where we're going to and I definitely see the benefit. I'm just a bit afraid um, that when we say, okay, in this type of solution, we're leveraging the, let's call it what it is, the virtualization capabilities of your client, mm-hmm. which is Windows, then what's holding Microsoft back of saying, well, did you know that Azure was based on this kind of technology? So you might as well immediately do this uh,
1: the, the focus on on windows virtual desktop it's built yeah, built on of course microsoft uh-huh. technology uh-huh. it's azure in, uh-huh. underneath um what we are saying on on top is saying look you have the basic capabilities you you can do some basic uh power management you but most of the things you need to do with powershell scripting and so on okay. so what we do is we deliver a, a control plane where you can do image management desktop yeah. management application management power management to make it
2: manageable where yeah. where Microsoft dropped the ball on yeah. that kind of
1: and program. and we're looking at of course in a hybrid cloud strategy where we have our platform uh, for example a really simple uh, or protocol mm-hmm. uh, blast that mm-hmm. we use you can use that on the prem on prem so horizon but also horizon cloud on Azure if you use that with Windows Virtual Desktop, you can also use that protocol. So again, it stays okay, the same. Okay. And Microsoft only has RDP, and I'm not saying RDP is a bad one. Five years ago, that's I would have said, yeah, but it's different. Yeah. Nowadays, it's also quite good.
2: I, I, I get the the
1: manageability part. Yeah, obviously,
2: that's that's a that's a win. That's mm-hmm. a, a, a low hanging fruit. I would even say that's the immediate benefit of, of going this direction. I was thinking more in in simple connectivity part because. Um, <clears throat> one of the things we've announced and is now part of our portfolio is the uh, officially it's called the NSX Advanced Load Balancer, right? AVI. AVI, <laughs> it used to be uh, AVI. And and one of the nice things of, of that kind of solution is that it doesn't discriminate in terms of backend resources. Yeah. So from my point of view, from a connectivity and a security, and, and I would even then say a broker point of view, it shouldn't matter um, if that backend is running in Azure Yep. or is a session on a client or is a container or is whatever um which has of course nothing to do with the manageability part of that yep. again i agree with that but th- it kind of sounds as if we were already capable of
1: doing that where the main use case here is is we look at customers they already have azure they are building applications in azure and we can have that manageability yeah, on yeah. top and of course. In um, every discussion that I have with a customer, I'm always saying, hey, um you need something that uh, handles your traffic. Yeah, um, yeah, there you go. And yeah. um, for the moment, it's Azure load balancing and so Ooh. on that they uh, use a lot. But uh, <laughs> what we're doing is adding Avi in the mix, then, yeah. the NXX advanced yeah. load balancing yeah, uh, makes sense. part. Makes sense where we say, hey, you can have a global, uh, your multi-hybrid cloud, of course, it's software-based, and then in your own data center, then to Azure also, and it works hybrid. Yeah. And that's the main use case that I would Absolutely. say. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Good point, yeah. Um, so these, th- that's the topic that, if I talk to Microsoft a lot now, um, and I have a lot of discussions <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, uh, it's mainly about Windows Virtual Desktop and about Azure VMware Solution and putting Horizon on top. Um an open, an open discussion that I also had, and it's not was not an announcement, but they still compare Intune with Workspace ONE Unified mm-hmm. Input Management that's at not, a certain that's level. Not fair. That's, that's fair. But uh, at a certain moment of time, you do that. Strange. Uh, a, a nice discussion that I had is that um, they thought of somebody or a couple of people of Microsoft thought that the identity manager that we did, that that was also to attack Azure AD. Mm. Uh, just to clearly say this is not the fact uh, we're doing doing access management and we're helping customers to have an access layer to mm. a certain set of applications yeah. and that needs to be really clear because we do not want to attack we want to add value on on even intune and adding uh, integrations on that part and then one of the last announcement that we did it was not the biggest one but it was focused on uh, microsoft teams mm-hmm. um is the voice uh, optimization packs. Oh, okay. So, what happens traditionally if you look at um, standard, uh, well, compared with Skype, but if you uh, standard install Skype in VDI and you have another VDI user, what happens with audio? It's you will know the concept it's happening strange Mm -hmm. but true Mm -hmm. it uh, will go from the physical device to the data center it goes back to the data center up and does a lot of uh, movement and uh, audio and video over uh, in a data center they do not like it because it's uh, late yes So what we do there is we have an optimization pack that we uh, install together with uh, the client on the devices, and instead of sending that audio and video process, to the data center, it proxies and it says, yeah. "Hey, this device wants to talk with this device," but the client is still in VDI, yeah. so it will uh, connect directly. Yeah.
2: You will rarely hear me say this, but that's really, really cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's really, and and I really have a nice uh, a, a nice. I always show it in a picture. Uh, What I mostly do is um, show to the customer, okay, look, this is with, in your session, Mm. and then you see the screen of your video, you see the person, Mm. and this is with the optimization pack in the VDI. There's no screen, but there is still, (laughs) on on the physical screen, you see the video. A a picture says more than a thousand (laughs) words. (laughs) And that is is showing what we do with the optimization pack. I'm just,
2: again... Noob, but why would I use VDI for my Teams
1: uh, experience? A a lot of customers have, of course, they have tint lines, They have those kind of things. And then they connect to VDI, and that's the only desktop that they know. Uh, Of course, we're sitting here with uh, a tablet, uh, two laptops, uh, so totally different experience. I wouldn't do that in VDI, but but a
0: lot of customers... Our our use case is completely different than, than the ones, for example, with... Let's say we're going uh, to um, to a customer um, reception. Maybe not a good. But let's say a call center mm. where they do the same thing all over and over and over again. They don't need a lot of uh, of applications in there in no. their machine itself. They just need a couple of applications. Uh, an interface. An interface, interface basically yeah. to 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 do their calls. But if they do the calls over Skype, whatever. Then we need to make sure that the quality yeah, is is, cr- yeah. is crystal clear, and I think that yeah. is that is the, that is that
2: is that's uh, a very good use yeah. case. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking in terms of I, I use my iPad a lot, mm-hmm. while I have a Windows system on on, on my portable. Um, but if I use my iPad, I want and I want to do cloud stuff like Azure. I'm obliged to go the Microsoft way. I'm mm. confronted basically with a Microsoft yeah. interface. Are they or are we perhaps thinking about? changing that so that in the back end it's still Windows but that what we are presenting to the front end is just API driven or, or something is um, this something where can you rephrase your question well, a bit if, if I go let's let's say um, my company is an Azure first yeah. strategy kind of kind of company and uh, I'm married to my iPad mm. for a practical example mm-hmm. um, if I want to use my company's resources, which are running in Azure, mm-hmm. I I need to adapt to the Microsoft user yeah. r- interface, mm-hmm. right? Can we put something in front that says... We, you are not required to use the microsoft interface but we expose your apps through an api a proxy yeah. a f- another front-end a translator f-
1: so broker that, whatever that's mainly focused on on uh, access for example if you have an application that is uh, saml based and so on yes. so what we Good will example. do is yeah. you look at your access portal that you have today we'll add those applications and they will do a saml connection then they will open of course the web front yeah. we'll um hook into Azure AD if yes, needed yes. and then we'll send the user and saying, hey, you're already authenticated with us, perfect, yes. we have a SAML. Uh, yeah. The certificates are okay, perfect, you can go through.
2: At that point, I don't even know if it's running on a Windows or you. That's no. uh, exactly yeah. what I was looking for, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah.
1: So that's the application front end. If you look at, for example, what we do with Horizon Cloud, um, yeah, you need to have prerequisites on, on Azure tenant and so on, but once it's hooked in, everything is being done from the right cloud control yeah. plane same for workspace one uh, if you want to send the intune settings yeah of course you need to set up a lot of things in intune but once it's set up you can all your configuration settings you can your dlp settings that i talked mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. you can send those from our workspace one console perfect so we put those things in front i think we underestimated the strength of that story that's the only story that i Talk about it's the one platform that, that's true that's a true user experience that that yeah. we can bring and regardless of the
2: back end
0: let me let me ask a, a devil's advocate question um, uh, if i because because we are let's say we just said it we have an ipad we have two laptops on the on the on the table here um, how many enterprises are really um, looking into bringing multiple devices to their end users because mm-hmm. that is actually the use case what we were talking about yep, that's because bring, your, bring your own yeah, bring device, your own device of, but, 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 but if I, if yep. I look at if I look at this um, for example if you go to um, to one of our uh, distributors for example if you just walk over the over the, the sales floor uh, potentially it's on it, it might only be windows when, when I worked there mm-hmm. ten years ago and there was one guy with a Mac and I, he was looking at him well, what the hell did you bring in? That, so yeah. so I'm, I'm that's a may, good thought may, res- maybe,
2: exercise because to change that the, to, the, extend, the, to the, extend to that or to add to that question how are comp and perhaps it's something we need to discuss or mm-hmm. I don't know but what are companies thinking now what, what is the trend is it easier or more cost efficient to standardize on a certain uh, hardware platform and then the OS that comes with it or is it because we enable them to do that um, Ma- more manageable, more like, perhaps even more cost efficient to say no. We have something like Horizon or, or yeah. VDI mm-hmm. in place. Just bring your device. Here's the client. Here's the portal. Go. Yeah. What, what, what's
1: the trend there? So um, that's a, a multi-team question. <laughs> reason. What, b- yeah. what were you reason, expecting? <laughs> <laughs> the reason why is look at. Uh, let's start with the first team. Uh, the team that I talk to the most is, is IT. Related, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. architects, uh, um, operation system engineers, depending on on the use case, and they will talk, think about how can I make my life easier and and operating all mm-hmm. of this, uh, all of those things. And what they mostly think is, if I do standardize and I have Windows ten. Perfect. Yeah, that's will, that's uh, exactly what I was saying. This, yeah. this is the main thought of them. They, they are looking at making my life as easy as possible. I'm telling them you can have one platform and even if they are coming in with multiple type of devices and multiple type of operating systems, you still can have like a base security layer. You can still have your insights, your dashboards from one platform point of view. So try to convince them that mm-hmm. way. The second part is... Um, not always it but also it because they are thinking of a cost uh, a cost point of view and a cost point of view is okay is it is is it cheaper to go standardize or do i need to do vdi or what kind of use case matches my cost and um, what i mostly say there is vdi is not always cheaper than a laptop mm-hmm. and and doing everything but again if you take everything in combination yeah. if you have to uh, maintain 500 laptops and they need to come in they need to do operations you need to do updates you need to do battery management you need to they, they come in with a broken screen uh, mm-hmm. how much time does it take all of those things and and take that into account then sometimes vdi Becomes cheaper yeah. and you have an extra benefit there than you talk to the security team and so on. Mm-hmm. You have more control yeah, yeah. at least. And then a really interesting party or an important party in, in all of this, and we f- tend to forget them, is everything around HR. And oh, maybe yeah. strange, yeah. but no, every not. HR manager has a okay. workforce transformation project on his desk okay. somewhere, maybe hidden on a, on a, on a underneath <laughs> a pile, um, and they need IT. And then you can ask questions about how long does it take to uh, from the moment you have a, an, an opening, uh, a vacancy uh, until it's filled, how long does it take? And what is, uh, how much does it cost? How much, uh, how much time, after how much time does he leave the company again? Mm. Or is it quick? Re- is it the retention times and stuff the retention like time? That. What is the, what is the cost of that? And then rehiring and those kind of co- cost questions. And if you can tell them, yeah, we can help you with employee experience and making sure that they have an onboarding experience from even before they're onboarded till uh, the first day where they have a device already, where they have access to all the applications that they need. Yeah. That can help. Absolutely. And making sure that, yeah. it, that it, it's, a, then it's a bit of marketing also. It's your brand awareness yeah. that says, hey, my employee is really happy. Daniel has a really uh, um, nice story. I think uh, I always when that when we do
0: the, the any 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 pitch, mm-hmm. I always tend to use my onboarding experience with VMware. Yeah, same here. Um, and and I can share mine if I if I look at how I onboarded my um, my idea at, at up until then was um, uh, nothing will be ready for me when I start. Right. Mm-hmm. and i had an easy transfer because i came from emc we were sitting in the same building um so we we, we were using the same wi-fi we were using all, all the same tools facilities based uh, i could have the same car so i had a key i could stay i, I took my iphone with me so I, from my mo- I, I was thinking for me everything will be will be okay the only thing vmware needs to foresee is my laptop so mm-hmm. i can access my applications Now, one thing wasn't there first day, that was my laptop, Mm -hmm. right? So I I had a little bit been um, foreseen that I potentially didn't have a laptop, so I brought the EMC laptop with me. So what I did at that moment was I brought the EMC laptop with me. I had one colleague that said, hey, you can go uh, here, you can download uh, Global Protect, Uh, and then from that moment on, uh, you go to this uh, website, and then you type in a a username and a password, and you can access all the applications. Mm. And that was... I got my mind blown day one, to be yeah. honest, because that was, that was for me after, let's say 15 minutes or so, I could access, let's say Salesforce. I could access, uh, um, the, the documentation pages. I could, I, I could do everything mm-hmm. I would normally, I, I do, st- I still do today with my lab, my corporate laptop. So that was for me, the, 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 one of the better experiences I had, um, yeah, ever in my, in my yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with my iPhone. I just enrolled. it. I, I, I I got it rolled back in the EMC system I enrolled it into the VMware system and done. Yeah. So that was that was for me the perfect way of onboarding uh, even it it wasn't perfect but it was the perfect way. Mm-hmm.
1: I I received a new laptop uh, 2 months ago mm-hmm. and uh, just opened it up need to fill in my credentials and it said hey uh, you're going to be enrolled. Yeah. started up up, and it started downloading a couple of applications after like 45 minutes an hour everything was in and if you want to install extra click here install 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 i installed a couple of extra applications started installing and after an hour and a half i had a working laptop fresh out of the box yeah and that 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 is if you if i look uh, for
0: example to um migrations you uh, you need to do back in the day i mm. uh, think IT, it came with a hard disk yeah we will first connect it to your uh, to your uh, system uh, make a folder uh, called stan uh, we will put everything in there hopefully everything is in there and then we will uh, start copying everything to that hard disk and then we connect it to the new uh, it's, it's yeah. extremely yes yeah there is a lot of
1: things changed in the meantime so uh, for, we, the, for the better yeah, yeah for, for the better, the better indeed yeah. um i think i most of the things that I want to tell about, or talk about today. Perfect. Yeah. So, or, or we leave a,
0: a, an awkward silence, or we just can close off the, uh, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh,
1: Let close it off <laughs> then. Or maybe one more question, Frederick. Yeah, I vote uh, for the silence. Uh, uh, you vote yeah, for
0: well, the silence. Well, p- people can listen to the silence yeah. at the end of yeah. the <laughs> of the of the podcast. So <laughs> thank you very much, guys, for uh, for being on the podcast and making it interactive. Bye bye, uh, and uh, see you next time. Bye bye. Perfect.
1: Bye.